This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so thankful that you are joining us again for our second live stream worship service from Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. We are glad you are here with us. And as we heard from so many of you last week during our live stream comment session, it really felt like we were together. Even though we are spread apart by many miles, that posting of you're here helps all know that indeed we are one worshiping community. Before I came over to the podium, I just received a message from Susanna and Lauren who moved to Connecticut uh, about a year and a half ago that were part of our church. They are worshiping with us in that state and so far and wide the church of Central Baptist Fellowship is coming together. We're so happy to be with you as we worship our God today. After today's service, I wanted to invite you uh, approximately around 1215 when we will be recording again live more detailed prayer list from our congregation as well as other administrative details that have happened over the past week as we have prepared for the closing of our building and the closing of our child care. So there's important information for those who want to come back and join us live at 1215 or to watch it later sometime today or this week about the important information of our church. A few months ago when we were planning today's service, we had no idea that we as a country and a world would be under this crisis of the coronavirus spreading uh, far and wide. So, trying to keep with somewhat of the plans that we had already made, um, the original plan was for me to be with the Montgomery's and Audra's wedding in Asheville, North Carolina this weekend. Um, and Aaron had already planned and put together the, the main bulk of the service, and so he will be presenting both musically and devotionally a lot of what we'll be thinking about and praying about and working with in the scriptures and the insights that he brings. So I'm thankful to Aaron for doing that work, but also to remind us all, not only of Audra and the interruption in her plans, but all the individuals who are being impacted by this current stressful, anxious producing moment of world history. It's easy for us to feel ill at ease and out of sorts. It's easy for us to retreat into isolation and nothing but worry and anxiety. And if you are feeling particularly in need of contact by phone or by Zoom or by Skype, I hope you'll reach out to us to put up a little flag and say, hey, over here, please call. We're trying to do our best to stay connected. We're trying to do our best for others to call one another and to allow this time of being separate and distance to not be a time where we're separate in relationships. So help us work together, call your friends, and know that we together as the church do not exist in this building, but we exist in the close connection we have with one another through Jesus Christ. 
we give God thanks for bringing us together for worship. So let us now worship the Lord our God in spirit and in truth. As we begin, we light this candle celebrating the presence of Christ in us, among us, and beyond us. Now we are going to do a response, I would say responsive reading, but really it's responsive listening. So I'm going to read a sentence. It will end with love is near, hope is near, one of those nears all the way through. And then I'll ask you to repeat that last piece, love is near, peace is here, etc. So here we go. Where there is fear, Love is, near. Love, is love is near. Where there is despair, hope is near. And hope is near. Where there is struggle, peace is near. And peace is near. Where there is hurt, forgiveness is near. And forgiveness is near. Where there is suffering, God is near. everyone I'd ask you to stand as we sing but you're in your PJs and that's probably better just you remain seated but sing along with us if you know these hymns the first one is come thou found of every blessing Let that breathe. 
And now for our scripture reading, a familiar Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. kind of like passing notes in church, I think, this chatting uh, during our service. So it's a, it's a great fun to get to see um, all of you virtually. And I think we have the privilege here of getting to look in this space and to imagine all of your faces out here. So uh, this morning, I know as we sing and as we speak and as we pray together, um, we're imagining you here and envisioning your presence. my shepherd what else do I need he leads me through green pastures and by quiet streams he lets me rest in shady groves in the heat of day he leads me down a winding road watching every step I take enemies and friends His kindness melts our hatreds as we share the cup and bread Our glasses brim with goodness Our hearts run o'er with thanks
else do I need? Leads me through green pastures and by quiet streams. He lets me rest in shady groves in the heat of day. He leads me down a winding road, watching every step I take. This is the part of the service that we call the passing of the digital piece. And I've been reading the comments and note, noticing that many of you are passing that piece uh, prior to this announced time. Uh, but you probably saw, or some of you may have seen on Facebook, the priest that, like today, was standing in an empty sanctuary and decided to go to Kinko's or somewhere and print all the faces and pictures of the people that normally attend the congregation and then from the back there was a picture taken of him standing leading the congregation with the pictures pasted on different pews where people normally sit but then i heard that some folks were complaining that others were sitting in their seat with their digital picture sometimes it's just some hard to to get things together as a congregation isn't it and of course, that's tongue-in-cheek, except maybe this antidote. This week, I was in a Zoom meeting with others, and I received a private message. And I'm not really a person that has a lot of experience with Zoom or uh, how to do all of that. And, and I didn't even know that you could send a private message to someone while you were all together in that format. And so I sent a message back to the person, and by the time I was able to send it back, they had already left the meeting. That antidote simply says, if you wish to greet people in this fast-moving, technologically generated age, don't delay. Don't wait. Don't assume that that opportunity will be there in exactly the same way that it might be when you are first prompted to pass the peace. So won't you now pass the peace? with one another. Join me in prayer as we say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's good to see you all this morning. Even though I can't see you see you, I can imagine you in my mind 
in all of these places where you usually are. And it is a joy, I must say. It's a joy to see all your notes and your correspondence in the chat. Um, it's been a joy this week to get to meet with some of you as well on Skype and talk with you again. Um, it's a joy to be in this place with a few of us who are here, separated by the appropriate eight feet um, as we care and seek to figure out how to care and serve each other uh, in this most interesting of times. Mark had some great plans for Lent. We were taking passages from the Psalms and then juxtaposing them with sections from the Sermon on the Mount. And interesting things happen as we place these passages next to each other. We find amazingly similar trajectories. We see a consistency in the heart of God, always reaching out and gathering in, always welcoming and forgiving, healing and setting free. And though those plans have been altered, it's brought us today's pairing of Psalm 23 and the Lord's Prayer. These passages offer a word that my heart needs to hear today, and I hope yours does as well. I'm also keenly aware today that the words that come out of my mouth are much less important than what is happening right now. It's almost miraculous, and it seems it's happening through space and through time. The gathering of this church this small part of God's beloved community is a doorway for the Spirit of God to bring hope and peace and healing. It's not magic, but it is a mystery that wherever or however we gather, God is here with us, even though our hears may be miles apart. So keep passing the peace to each other however you can. I'm not looking at my phone right now, so I won't see all the notes that you're passing while I'm preaching. Even though we're separated, we're still doing our best to stay connected. Our deacons met this week via Skype, and they are working hard to make phone calls and check in with folks in our church. Our church leadership is working diligently to take care of finances, building, and employees. Thank you so much to these volunteers and these servants of the congregation who continue to give generously and live out the love of Jesus. Our Sunday school class even met last Thursday night. We called it Thursday school and misspelled it just for fun. We shared how things are going and what we're struggling with from moves to jobs to remote work to school to kids. And man, it was good. It was good to hear from each other and to know that we're loved and that we're supported. And since Mark is usually up here talking and thanking others, I'll thank him too. He is working very hard to make sure that everyone is cared for and that we're prepared to serve each other and to serve our community as well. So because of all these people I just mentioned and because of all those faces that I can see out here in this space and imagine in the pews around these rooms, and because of all you who I've seen on the chat this morning and who've reached out all line, online and who are watching, here is the word for today, if you don't hear it later. You are not alone. If you need something, from groceries to toilet paper to someone to talk to, let us know. This family of faith is walking together. 
at least eight feet apart through these times of shadow. Well, I don't know about you, but over the past few weeks, I have gone through some emotions. From the time I wake up till I eat eggs and hot sauce, I can run through all five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And I can do it about four and a half times. I count it. New questions arise. Things I never thought about before. Was that cough coronavirus or seasonal allergies? Is that increasing tightness in my chest something to worry about? Or does it just happen to be crippling anxiety? Should I go to the store or wait three days for the click list? Will I be able to go out next week, or will I need to stay home? Did I wash my hands? One day last week after Melissa left for work, I was just finishing up with denial. I skidded through anger and was quickly rounding the corner through bargaining and heading smack dab into depression. I found myself standing at the counter, spiraling into a thousand anxious thoughts. How long will this be? How bad? When will it end? But somehow in the midst of that, another thought broke through. I can only credit this to the grace of God and to my years of rubbing elbows with all of you good people. It's a theme that comes up from time to time in our worship and in our discussions. And as I was standing there at the stove trying to take deeper breaths, I heard, there is enough. It doesn't look like it, Lord. Jesus heard that one. People are hungry and tired. There's no food around here, and it's too far for them to get anything to eat before dark. What are we going to do, Jesus? Shh. Easy. It's okay. What do you have? Not much, Jesus. Just some kid's lunch. But they handed it to him anyway. He takes it and breaks it, and lo and behold, there is enough and some despair. But what about food and clothes and all those other things? Look at the lilies. Look at the birds. God knows each of them, and God has not forgotten you either. Look around at this abundant earth. You are part of a beloved community. Share in the goodness and share the goodness with each other. I know things look bad, but there is enough. Well, usually I write stories for my sermons. In fact, one time as I was leaving, somebody said, I don't know if that was a sermon or not, but it was pretty good. And uh, so I don't know if this is a sermon or not, but hopefully it'll do something. Today, I'd like for us to be the story. You probably know that my wife, Melissa, is a therapist. She sees clients of all ages, but she's got a knack for working with kids and adolescents. And one of the practices that Melissa invites her clients to do from time to time is to think of the place where they are most happy and safe. Then, in their imagination, they explore that place, noticing all the details of it through as many different senses as possible. 
What does it smell like? How does it feel under your feet? What do you hear? I think sometimes, especially when I read Psalm 23, that might be what the psalmist is doing too. So, let's explore the 23rd Psalm together in our imaginations this morning. Now, you don't have to imagine that you're a sheep if you don't want to. This is a Baptist church, and I know you're going to do what you want anyway. You don't have to close your eyes either, but closing your eyes might help. One thing is there is absolutely no pinching of your sisters or your brothers or your siblings, and you know who I'm talking to. Because you kids who are watching are probably the best at using your imaginations anyway. So maybe we can learn from you as we imagine together this morning. So here we go. Let's try this. Let's experiment this morning. We'll take a deep breath. And imagine with me. The sun pours out like yellow paint, dappling the green hillside with the flare of spring. Dew still hangs on the tips of the grass and swishes against your legs. You breathe deep, and the air cools your nostrils and fills your lungs to the brim. You hold in the peace. You revel in the stillness. As you let the air slowly escape, you look up to the sky's deep blue and smile. The wind rises gently and tugs your hair. It plays in the tree branches and the leaves frisk in response. A leaf falls and rocks its way back and forth, gently down to rest on the banks of a stream. The water slips over rocks and pebbles a translucent shimmer. As you walk toward the bank, the soft hum of the stream rises, echoing off the trees awning and surrounding you in a hush. The light dances beneath you as you kneel to drink. The water cools your throat and leaves its traces on your chin. Through the ground, you feel the reverberation of familiar steps, soft and unhurried, and you are not afraid. Then, a hand on your back and a gentle pat says, all is well. You walk along the bank as a weathered staff's steady thunk pulls your heartbeat into its time. You are not alone. As you walk, you feel others come alongside you, traipsing through these verdant hills, shuffling through the grass. They drink in the sunshine. They linger at the creek bank, taking turns sipping in the stream. Some hang back, waiting on the stragglers to make sure they don't get lost. 
Young ones run off to explore the countryside and have adventures. Others nudge you along, helping you up the steeps and running with you down the slopes. There is enough. There is room. There is plenty for all. And no matter where you look, there are those familiar feet gentling through the grass and over rocks, splashing in the stream, or searching in the hedges for wandering souls. Be right here for just a moment and breathe. Breathe in peace. Breathe out worry. Breathe in hope. Breathe out fear. See your friends around you. See the shepherd smiling. Hear him say, I am here. And you are not alone. I think it's good for us to be in this place for a while. And I don't really think that it's escapism. I think it's more like remembering the truth. We're remembering what we know deep down in our souls, that we are beloved children of God. That is our true identity, our truest self, and it is our good calling. And though this psalm seems particularly personal, as today we also contemplate the Lord's Prayer, we think about community. It balances what could otherwise be a pietistic endeavor and reminds us that God's care and love is not just about me. It's about us. Our Father, our daily bread. After all, a shepherd with only one sheep isn't much of a shepherd. But this psalm doesn't stay in the bright and shining fields like life does from time to time. It moves into the shadowlands. When I used to picture David writing this psalm, I always pictured him under some tree on some green hillside with his lyre plucking away, a cool breeze and a magnificent sunset gracing those notes. But this week, as I've reflected more, I wonder if this wasn't written from the valley where the shadows stretch out long, and it's hard to tell whether the steps you hear are your protector or your enemy. Maybe it's in those shadows that the psalmist remembers those beautiful hills, the flowing stream, the gentle breeze, and the shimmering hillside. From there, the psalmist remembers the old staff and its gentle rhythms, the faithful feet that always found the way. From there, the psalmist remembers the friends that walk beside, their patience to wait, and their loving nudges. From there, in the valley of the shadow of death, the psalmist says, I will not be afraid.
afraid. Though the sun has run off and hid in its gloom, though the streets grow quiet, though the aisles have bare spots, though friends are sick, though money is tight, that is not the whole story. Stop and listen. Hear those steps beside you, soft and steady. Feel the rhythm of that staff. The shepherd is here. And you are not alone. Because the one who walks with us in times of plenty and ease is the one who walks with us even now. Evil may cast shadows, but the light is in you and above you and beside you and behind you and underneath you and all around you, and you're not going to get away from it. The light is growing even here in the shadowlands, and the shadows can't stop it. Because it's here where we remember the goodness and faithfulness of our shepherd. Now, unfortunately, we don't get promises of prosperity. We don't get free passes from struggle, from sickness, or from pain. We can't deny there's danger. But we remember that we are not alone here. We listen for the steps of our good shepherd. We follow in the path of peace. But that's not all either. Listen closer. Other feet, other steps, gentle nudges, beloved community is here. Schools are still giving out free lunches. Nurses are bravely caring for people who are sick. Distilleries are making hand sanitizer. Friends are checking in on each other. Teachers are instructing from their homes. Doctors are seeing patients. Kids are giving up sports and activities. Chaplains and counselors are comforting, grieving, and anxious people. Neighbors are taking groceries to seniors. Small businesses are shutting doors for public health and endangering their livelihoods. And they need our help, too. We see people nudge each other to kindness and generosity. We remember that we are in this together, and together we'll make it through. But we've got to open our eyes. There are shadows here, yes, but there is light too. There is pain and suffering here, but there is hope too. There is fear here, but there is love too. There is want here, but there is enough too. There is struggle here, but there is strength, too. So we take a deep breath together. We make a call. We send a note. We ask for help. We stay home. We drop off groceries. We send a text. We wash our hands. We give thanks for our daily bread. We make sure our neighbors have their daily bread, too. We take a deep breath. We remember we are not alone. Choir members that are listening, you know what anthem we'd be singing this morning. 
We are not alone. We are not alone. We are never alone. And now for some further reflection on Psalm 23, our hymn of reflection is, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need, uh, one of my favorites to an, uh, an old American tune. And it reminds me that, uh, you know, it's sort of a folky song, which I'm sure David's version was as well. So, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need.
take just a few moments before we go to do something that we often do in our early worship service where you have the opportunity to pray quietly, to reflect. Maybe you, with whoever you're sitting around the television or uh, your phone or your tablet watching this with, would like to pray together uh, this morning. Or maybe you just need a few moments to take a deep breath and to imagine yourself on those green hillsides and see that you are not alone. After, uh, I'll play quietly, and after a few moments, Mark will come uh, lead us in a pastoral prayer before we sing a final song together. So let's take a few moments now and listen to the Spirit of God and offer our prayers. Lord, hear our prayers. Before I pray, I wanted to join many of your comments in thanking Aaron for a wonderful, beautiful, and insightful sermon. We have been led to the throne of God, and our spirits have been uplifted. Thank you, Aaron, for your leadership, your work, your music, and your preaching. I also noticed in watching the live chat that many of you are worshiping with us on your back deck or somewhere outside sitting on your porch or watching this beautiful spring day unfold. It is this kind of strangeness that we're living in, the beauty of nature waking up around us while still having this heaviness of heart through this restriction of movement and social distancing. I'm reminded of Mary in the garden on Easter Sunday morning where she comes to that beautiful setting with the sadness that she cannot express. And yes, we know what's getting ready to happen. We know that she stands not in front of a tomb where the Lord is still there, but indeed he is risen. But we can't rush through the story. We must sit with Mary first there, perhaps before the sun begins to rise, perhaps before she truly knows and wonder 
what is yet to happen. When we sit in the beauty of what is around us and the precious, preciousness of life, still with our faith, but also our fears. And as we move through Lent together, we move with Mary in the garden before all things are made clear. Ask anyone who has ever faced a terminal illness, they'll tell you of the extreme power of a daffodil in bloom. And if we can just take a few moments as we have been led by Aaron's sermon and by this service to appreciate the beauty at our fingertips and the power and presence of God even in our uncertainties and our worries. It tells us that the world is bigger than us, that the world will go on without us, and that we have this incredible momentary gift of life to live with appreciation and wonder and gratitude. I guess sometimes worship leaders are on the same wavelength. I have a poem before we pray to share and then remind you that we will have a more detailed prayer list at the 1215 regathering for those that can be back with us of our needs. The poem Spring Morning by Marion Strobel, 1895 to 1967, a Chicago poet. O day, if I could cut my hands and drink of you and make this shining wonder be a part of me. O day, O day, you lift and sway your colors in the sky till I am crushed with beauty. Why is there more of reeling sunlit air than I can breathe? Why is there sound in silence? Why is a singing wound about each hour and perfume when there is no flower? O oh day, O oh day, how may I press nearer to thy loveliness? May we press nearer to thy loveliness. Let us pray. O oh God, whose thoughts are not our thoughts, whose ways are not our ways, who moves in mysterious and wonderful ways, some known by us most beyond and greater than us. We gather as one community in prayer at this pressing need of this hour, facing the uncertainty of this time and the unknown future that is still being revealed to us. We pray for the sick. We pray for the afraid. We pray for the one who just feels broken in all of this. We thank you for health care professionals. 
for their training and tireless work that they are doing and will continue to do. We thank you for those in emergency services that are still responding to our emergencies. We thank you for service, industry, people, cooking food, delivering food, putting food on shelves, checking us out as they themselves might be fearful of their vulnerability. We thank you for chaplains and counselors and other health care providers. We thank you for the way in which people are marshalling the resources to help us be a stronger community, a more loving community, a more giving and caring community. And we recognize that we cannot do this difficult task without your spirit to live in us and to empower us. Remind us in you and through your loving presence, we are never alone. Renew us from winter slumber to the reawakening of our souls. Reconnect us toward new pathways of deeper and prayerful concern for our church, for our neighbors, and for our world. Redeem us in the cruciform image of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is Lord over life and death and life everlasting. Restore us into new forms of being and living and relating as we discover new meanings and greater purpose for our lives, even during these very strange times. O oh God, we cry out, heal our world, protect us, rescue us, deliver us, don't delay, return to us as we return to you, in the powerful name of the Almighty God, of infinite mercy and grace and love. Amen. We're going to sing one last song together uh, before we go. Um, but just a reminder that we'll meet again at 12.15 on this same channel. We'll stop this stream. We'll start a new one so you can join us back by going to lexcentral.com forward slash stream at 12.15 for a short meeting after that um, about some uh, things that are going on if you'd like. Or you can watch that later. All these streams will be archived in our, uh, in our channel so you can check that as well. Um, our, we're trying in many ways to connect uh, digitally, we're working on setting up a Facebook group. Um, our Sunday school class, Ordinary Time, met last Thursday. If you are a part of a Sunday school class or another group that would like to meet and you need some help uh, figuring out how to do that, um, there's lots of things that we can do. Please make sure and contact us. You can email me at aaron at lexcentral.com. 
and uh, we'll make sure to try to help folks meet however they can. Uh, and if you are in need of something, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can contact uh, our phone number that's on the website and uh, you can even send a text to that and leave a message and we can access all of that even remotely. So please do that. Uh, now let's sing together a, uh, a good old hymn that isn't in our hymnals but is a, is a, is a good comfort in these times. He leadeth me. He leadeth me, oh blessed thought, oh words with heavenly comfort from. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me by his own hand, he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Sometimes it seems of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden's bowers bloom. By still or troubled sea still tis God's hand that leadeth me he leadeth me he leadeth me by his own hand he leadeth me his faithful on earth is done when by thy grace the victory is won in death's cold wave I will not flee since God through Jordan leadeth me by 
his faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me, for by his hand he leadeth me. 